Enveloped by crashing waves and plummeting brand value, the NRL has played its last card in the pack. It has launched Rugby League Season 2019 as a new era, yet the game has extinction written all over it. Lurid sex tapes, Cameron Smith refusing to retire, the Roosters as premiers, it's truly sickening. But history tells us that Rugby League has always been able to crawl back out of the primordial slime of its own making if someone utters two magic words. Fire up and Shazam! And all would be right with the greatest game of all. Well, no longer. The game has been blasted back to the Stone Age and the two brontosauri that are Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale can't do anything about it. So welcome to New Fire Up, the new Coke of Rugby League Radio. Welcome to a Fire Up involving 33% less talk, 33% less music and 67% less comedy. Welcome to a Fire Up that has the go-forward of the Adelaide Rams. Welcome to New Fire Up, the Jurassic Era. It's just—it's such a great feeling having the go forward, Chris. I really feel that momentum. It's really picking up. We're really reaching a point in the year where, I mean, my team's riding high. I'm feeling very happy. You know, we've talked about hope at the beginning of the year. It's a glorious feeling. Finals are coming through very quickly, and uh, your team and my team are looking good. You're the West Tigers. I'm St George. But um, look, I'm a little ish, a little concerned about numbers. I think the biggest crowd of the weekend is going to be the Newtown Jets gathering. No doubt about Would that. that be fair to say? You realise this is not 2010. Yes, yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> Moving forward, Chris, moving yeah. forward. What year is it again? You're not concussed by watched, any chance. I watched the rerun of Blade Runner and it's it set in the future, right? And it said 2019. Yeah. I thought, what the hell happened? Well, you know, 2001 is a period piece now. Yes. It's, it's upsetting. Now, uh, if it wasn't for the fact there were not one but two Prime Ministers last night at Cronulla, there would have been 5,000... Well, there was 5,898. No, yes. Thank Christ for those two guys to make it to 6,000. That's right. That's all I can say. Yes. You were there. Well, Stephen, I was there uh, at Shark Park, aka okay, Points Bet Stadium. But I, you know, I want to thank uh, Newman from Sharkcast TV and Radio, who had me down there to help call the game into the chairman's. Yeah, you don't know, use that tight old joke every time you say that phrase. No, no, no. Okay, the, right, Newman. But I've got a report, Stephen. I've had a very, very traumatic evening. Mm-hmm. So I had the opportunity to call the game. Went home. I'm happily asleep. Suddenly, there's a at the door. And I sort of stumble out of bed and open the door, you know, concerned about what happens at three o'clock in the morning. And I'm confronted by a group of people. Nothing in, ever good. People in hazmat suits with NRL on them. Yeah. And they've taken me Karen Silkwood style and put yeah. me under this sort of chemical shower and scrubbed me red raw yeah. because I've been at the toxic swamp and it's not a good advertisement for and, rugby league. And who was the security officer down there? Isn't it uh, Homer Simpson? <laughs> That's right. So I would have thought just by the fact that you were going there in the first place, that was where the issue starts. Yeah, well, no, I know that upset you. I did. But, but unfortunately, this happened in 1967, Stephen. The and Coral now, Sharks and, have been around. They and, won a premiership. And now they want to shift into Cogra Oval to take over our Oval for a period of time. Will they bring their toxicity with them, Chris? In all business textbooks, it's called a reverse takeover, Stephen. <laughs> or karma. <laughs> no, it's not karma. Hey, Chris, why don't you introduce our guests, please? Look, we are... Well, you and, mentioned, their, and their status. Well, you, and they'll, they'll tell their own status. <laughs> because these gentlemen can speak for themselves. But uh, it is as a result of the Beer Footy Food Festival occurring at Henson Park yeah, tomorrow, yes. Saturday, July 27, where the Newtown Jets take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs in the ironically named Canterbury Cup. <laughs> to my immediate right, Newtown Jets director, Albie Tallarico. Yes. Good morning. Albie, 
Good morning, Stephen. We're going to break down your two guys and what you do in the second section today. Yes. So feel free to interject in this first section. I was going to start a little battle between the Newtown Jets and the Eastern Suburbs Roosters. Yes, the Mighty Chooks. Yes. Uh, Matty Rule, good morning to you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you very much. You nice wear a number hats too, Matt, don't you? It's not, not just a Chook supporter. No, no. We Well, we're Beer Footy Food. Uh, we're all about it this year, yeah. you know. And so uh, Beer Footy Food, Music Booze, yeah, Newtown yeah. Jets. It's expanding, isn't it? Music Booze. We're music, trying to take music. over. Yeah. Uh, you know, one, 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 one uh, genre at a time, sport, music, you name it, we're in it. And yeah. Sydney rock and roll legend, I think it has to be said, Stephen. Absolutely. I mean, we talk about venues, the great venues, and what's happening Albie in Sydney. I was talking about them, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we could, we'll go back a little bit uh, in the second section about some of the, your past history sure and venues, etc. So. Sure um, Chris... Can, um, can we talk a bit about the Sharks' experience last night? Sir? I would love to hear about that because I avoid it like, well, like a normal healthy human being would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was on free-to-air TV. You could have enjoyed yourself. Look, it was a small crowd. Yeah, you, we would argue Thursday night uh, is a bit of a stay-at-home night and it was reasonably uh, chilly down in the Shire. But let's face it, all Sharks fans had an enormous choice to make last night because, of course, Andrew Eddingshausen is on Australian Survivor. So you've got Shark Legends off the field, yeah. and then Shark Legends on the field. Paul Gallon was revitalised last night. I haven't <laughs> seen him play like that since, ooh, let's face it, 2000. Any reasons? What do you put that down to? Anything uh, artificial? It's, it's, impen- it's no? impending retirement. The, by the way, uh, Matt Scott from the North Queensland. It's like a home run, is it? <laughs> Matt Scott, who scored a try and su- suddenly had a bit of vim and vigour in his step from the Cowboys, was later hit by uh, Britton Nakora. Yeah. And he looked up towards coach Paul Green and said, I think I'll retire immediately. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. But uh, gala occasion, I was in the presence of Jonathan Docking, former uh, Cronulla Sutherland great. Yeah. And he and I, as we were enjoying a quiet ale in the Leagues Club afterwards, were remonstrating about the increased police presence. People mm. had to deal with police in the Leagues Club. Okay, can I backpedal here? Yes. I was on Cleveland Street last night looking for a, a Lebanese meal. Uh, I missed two sets of red lights because there was an entourage flying through. You know when you, you get the official vehicles, you get about eight motorcyclists. Uh, they stop and they start, they stop and start. They stop all the traffic. I think, who's in town? Lindsay Lohan? What's going on here? <laughs> well, and then it dawned on me that it was probably the Papua New Guinea Prime Minister. Well, you're talking about the Honourable James Marape and yes. his Papua New Guinea entourage. I can speak for a fact that they, of course, took the public transport option because they're socially responsible. Right. That was ScoMo. ScoMo. Okay. ScoMo. So you actually caught an image. Yeah. Of Scomo, Marape, and Greenberg, yeah. all in their Mark Hughes Foundation beanies for brain cancer. Yeah, yeah. What that a showcase it was for Australian and, rugby league! And, and it reminded me of the the scene of the was it, was it Yalta where they signed the, uh, the the treaty in World War Two yes, with the, yes. the likes Stalin. of Churchill and Stalin <laughs> and Roosevelt. Yeah. It, was, it was very very reminiscent, but I felt led. I think, Isn't it great that rugby league is getting into the geopolitical world of the Pacific? I just think you just you, you can never you can never kill rugby league. It just Comes no. back to life, doesn't it? And I think I think he's been very harsh on Marape. I well, mean, he was he walked on in unwittingly last night. Didn't have any idea what he's walking into. Scomo doing his dance and his beer drinking, etc. Did he do a bee snake last night? <laughs> I think that's one of his capers, isn't it? And I, I, I'm not much of a lip reader, but I did see something along the line of when are the hunters actually getting full status? Yes, yes. Yeah, so and they are for those that don't know rugby league. They Chris, play in the Queensland Cup, don't they? They do indeed. And where are they uh, from, Chris? Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea. Yeah. And, and can I? Uh, broadcast something for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Are you aware that rugby league is the national sport? Is that Chris? <laughs> Knock me over with a feather. Unbelievable stuff. <laughs> uh, have you been to Papua New Guinea, Matt or Albie? I've not. I've flown no. over it. Yeah. Flown over it. Yes, 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 that's, yes, that's about it. That's but, it. Uh, right, okay. yeah, it's, on the, it's on the books. Must go. Yeah. 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 Why, why, why would you go to Bali when you could go to Papua New Guinea? I ask you. 
pretty much the same, isn't it? Pretty I much mean, the same. You know, it's you the know. same type of trip. Same archipelago. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. All the I, hipsters there, Instagram opportunities. It's perfect. I, I went I went to Moresby, and yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic place, but let's tell you, rugby league is in the DNA. And it seemed to me that the supporters there tended to be old school. Yeah. Jets, Magpies, mm, Bears, those mm. sorts of things. These newfangled teams, Raiders, mm. Cowboys, when you say Titans. The, the DNA, really what does that out. say about the, the, the lovely people of Papua New Guinea, Chris? I mean, we associate, uh, I don't know, uh, avoiding court, you know, uh, running from the police, uh, occasionally sort of mistreating animals, you know, cats in particular. Is that the sort of code we're talking about here? Uh, not really, though. I do think that there is uh, some sort of pattern in a representative of the Papua New Guinea International Rugby League team that right. you might be referring You're to. You're talking about uh, honorary spirits like, you know, combat, mm. manliness, mm. you know. Tribal. 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 Yes. Warfare. That's yeah. Really, yeah. Contribution to our war effort. Right. Now, uh, talking about uh, seeking relief in tropical climes, uh, mental health has been on the radar of, of, of state governments and federal governments and councils and uh, individuals uh, that have been fighting this good cause, and uh, it is a good cause. And uh, we know that rugby league often uh, does sort of shoot up a flare for a, a cry for help, so to speak, about the mental health of young men in particular uh, and their families. And one man has been doing a spectacular job, and Nana McDonald, I, I refer to here, Albie and Matt, uh, you may remember that um, I don't know if Nena ever did get a driver's license, but uh, whatever reason, it's been a source of irritation for him over the years. We know that, don't we, Chris? Yeah. Look, he was uh, arrested. Well, he was arrested in I think it was December of 2016, driving uh, without a license in Cairns. Right. Yeah. Minor, minor offence. Yeah. yeah. And then the police took some time to get hold of him for a quarter period. Couple of years. May 2019. Queensland, right? Yeah. They're well, the deep north, right? Yeah. Well, I think, I think uh, Redfern... Where, where is he now? Well, well this well. is what we're reflecting on. Redfern Pat was saying that you know the you know, resources are a bit limited up there. Hello, Anastasia Palaszczuk. And so the police were always pursuing Nene on foot. And look, he's a winger. Yeah. He's not that easy to catch. And would you say, Chris, that the, the, the glorious St George team, once he left there, that was a spiral, a downward spiral? No, no, I think having played for St George, that's what put him into a spiral. Oh, I see, I see, I see. So, where, so where is Nene these days? Okay, so it's an interesting question. So he, of course, suffered a, a rather unfortunate leg injury early in the season. Yes, yes. You might recall that was the one when the referees continued the play despite oh, the clear. They'd actually put up the curtain. We were waiting for the gun. The shot he was going to come out. Obviously, that would do a, a, a young man's head in. Yeah. Not yes. enough for Badger. Wasn't enough evidence. No, play no, on. No, play. And you know who they were playing? And we'll come to him later. Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith. Oh, well. so, so he's taken refuge on, on the rehab where all good people, all, all good uh, denizens of the burger of Townsville go. Yeah, yeah. Magnetic Island. It's just a skip away. Hmm. It's about eight k's away. Sure. So he thought, okay, Magnetic Island. That might be just the, just the tonic I need, just to sort of I don't know, release the pressure and and the, you know the undue stress that he was suffering, having nearly been put down on the field, having played for the Dragons, <laughs> having a broken leg, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, court disqualified driving. I mean, there's a number of issues for a young man to handle. Mm. So Magnetic Island did it do the trick, Chris? I think it's 52 square kilometres, Stephen, but it's mountainous. Mountainous, yeah. So it's not a push bike situation. So what do you guys? do when you've got a buggered leg? You hire a car. You hire a car. Yeah. You drive around, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, he didn't have a licence. And he got caught again, right? <laughs> and he crashed the car. And he crashed the car. And yeah. he abandoned the car. And he abandoned the car. So <laughs> how did he get the car? Yes, you've got to show a licence, don't you? 
Again, well, it's Queensland, man. Yeah, right, fair enough. <laughs> you yeah, know. It's an honesty system. Just, yeah, yeah, I can drive, I can drive. Yeah, it's a sort of McLovin situation. She'll be right, mate. She'll be right. Something with a bit of plastic on it. The adventure rolls on, of course. You know, Nelly has to go to court to contest this now. It's got a little bigger in the eyes of the law, you know. And he's got Magistrate Howard Osborne waiting for him the other day, just going, OK, so Nelly's coming in to talk about why he doesn't have a licence, why did he leave a car, why did he crash, etc., etc. Troubled young man, we know that. And he, and he said, well, what's the issue? And I think it's somebody representing him said, well, Your Honour, it's mental health. It's a cry for help. He needs climate change. To, well, I'm not talking about climate change. Environmental I'm, talking about, change. I'm talking about an environmental change, you know, somewhere pleasant and sunny. So, and Osborne was sort of then going, well, what's wrong with my court? My court's it's a nice, happy place. You know, we've got girls over there in bikinis. We've got cocktails over here. We've got, you know, we can put up, you know, palm trees, whatever he wants. He can wear a Hawaiian shirt to court if he wants to. Not good enough for him, was it... Uh, no, no, he went to the Amalfi Coast. The Amalfi Coast. And, now, Albert, you, Albert, you know that region, don't you? Well, yeah, relatives <laughs> and I could pop over there and say yeah, hello. Yeah. Tell, tell us about the Amalfi Coast. It's absolutely sublime and beautiful. It? Yes, yes, perfect yes. one day and perfect the, the next. next is it? Yes. Better than Queensland. Oh, without question. Without question, yeah. And what sort of people go to the Amalfi Coast? What would you say? People that like to run away from things. Do they? <laughs> people with money? Oh, absolutely. Or pretending to have money? A lot of those pretenders, yes. Or takers of other people's money? Yeah, mm. them too. None of these things fit Nano, of course, except he just needed to basically get away from it all, the stress and strain, you know, rather than court. Who wants to go to court when you've got mental problems? Yes, yes. So what are the roads like over there? Well, it was interesting <laughs> to say that because apparently the Amalfi Coast serves as a setting for fictional tracks in Forza Motorsport 3 and 4 and Gran Turismo 4. Right, right. Uh, in the last episode of Entourage, uh, Ari Gold and Mrs Gold are seen relaxing at the Amalfi Coast. Right. And it was a popular destination amongst tourists featuring in John Steinbeck's Positano. Right, okay. Short story. So not, not Dirty a, Rotten Scoundrels, not that. No, no it's a cultural okay. hub. Okay. It's Italian, it's beautiful, it's relaxing, it's on the Food's water. Food's good, I imagine. Terrific. The ladies mm. look good. Seafood mm. is yes, excellent. Yes, okay. And so, Nene, of course, yeah. if you're feeling great about yourself and you want the world to know, yes, yes. you used to send postcards. Yes, no. Instagram post. Digital world. And I think that he didn't direct it straight to Magistrate Osborne. He said, Magistrate Osborne, this is what I'm doing to rectify my problems. Correct? Uh, Are you saying he didn't direct it straight to Osborne? No, he did. Yeah, he did. He did, yeah. And the rest of the world. Rather than come back in person, just send the Instagram. Just out of interest, I mean, there's another uh, individual over there in the Malfi Coast or on the Mediterranean... Uh, battling his own issues, yes. one James Packer was he was he hanging well, out with him and yeah. his new, new new bride or his new partner? He's, Story, he's, he's in love. He's in love. I in saw, love again. Yeah. I saw the Telegraph. And, so she, and, and she's very good for James. Yeah, say, she's quote, outstanding unquote, yeah, yeah. for James Packer. Meanwhile, she's keeping his eighty million dollar pad in Beverly Hills warm and comfortable, whilst the two hundred million dollar boat was getting readied. Thoughtful. Thoughtful. Very thoughtful. She's very supportive. Oh, so Matt, supportive. Very yeah. supportive. Yeah. And really, James needs a shoulder to lean on. So at this was point maybe time. James was over there inviting uh, our man over for a bit of a bit of bit of man time. Is he still say. half owner of South Sydney? Oh well, you I wouldn't know yes. it, though, would you? Yes. Yes. He is. Yeah. Okay, yes. so perhaps he's doing a bit of scouting. He's a silent partner, as opposed to your mate Russell, who I know right. you've been enjoying his work recently. Well, gee, he does fat well, doesn't he, <laughs> Russell? Have you seen that? You've seen the loudest voice yes. where he plays Roger Ross. Yes. Yes. He yeah. does fat beautifully. Well, I was going to say, very James Packer-ish in a way. Very is, James. <laughs> in, in his <laughs> dress out there, mind me. Yeah. Bit of carry in that as well, oh, isn't there? Yeah, he's yeah, probably yeah, learned yeah, a few yeah, tricks yeah. off James, and probably that was his cunning masterstroke, wasn't it? Hanging out and buying with James, etc. Is it unreasonable to suggest that? The likes of Crow, Packer, and McDonald won't all coalesce at Henson Park tomorrow afternoon. 
and well, come back for, to their roots. That's for grassroots, for true that's supporters right. of rugby league. There's an it? international manhunt for Nene McDonald. Yes, yes. They've called Interpol. So well, if they spear well, the Jets have got history there. Just they do. Yeah, history. We, we have a few coppers as well. <laughs> like, you know, you know, you saw five police at the Sharks last night. There could be 500. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so if Nene does a little hop and lands on, I think it's got three initials, JCI, whatever the children of Packers kids. Oh, yeah, first I think you're right. Yep, yep, correct, yep, if yep. he jumps on that boat, is he is he free to go then? Osborne He's allowed magistrate. to drive it. He can drive it. He can drive it. Yeah, he can magistrate drive. Osborne can't get his claws into him because he'll yeah, be on international waters. waters. Yeah. Seven, wow. kilome- seven, seven kilometres offshore. Wow. That's that's sweet a- as a nut. In fact, it's not beyond the possibilities that Nino McDonald will hop on the pack of yacht, yacht go seven kilometres off the coast, yeah. and then Julian Assange style, yeah. never come back in. <laughs> never see him again. Never again. He'll end up in Ecuador. Wow. We'll be back in just a moment. I am really friggin' fired up right now. <laughs> I have got a computer. Anybody can help me here. It has an external hard drive with a cable. It's got gaffer tape on the damn thing, and it, it for whatever reason, just decides to go, nah. I'm no nah. technician. I'm no technician. But sh- I think if you've got gaffer tape on your computer, that's a that could be a sign for a new computer. It's cabling, Chris. It's simple, old-fashioned cabling. That's the problem. That was that was Jimmy Buffett, right? <laughs> yes. Playing Mar- Margaritaville. And yeah. I think he once it was playing in Sydney, maybe the Horton Pavilion. Can we see if we can find on Spotify, please, uh, producer Pat? And we may even give it another shot just for the hell of it. <laughs> and he was playing his guitar yeah. and actually proceeded to walk off the edge of the Horton Pavilion stage. Oh, nice. Uh, that's right. Because he'd had too many margaritas. He did. And he was lucky to have... Professor Gordon Fulding there in the audience who was able to provide treatment, get the ambulance there and take him to St Vincent's and treat him. Well, he that, had that well thought out, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I believe that was in St Vincent's submission on the lockout laws. Yeah. That, you know, if we didn't have the lockout laws, Gordon wouldn't have been there to save Jimmy yeah, Buffett's right. leg. Close yeah, it, Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Close it, yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah. Lockout laws, Matt. Yes. I think he owns a casino in Vegas, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> well, we've got you, Matt. You were, you were most famously with your brother, part of the Annandale, the the, the mighty Annandale, as everyone keeps yes. referring to it. And uh, what a sad and sorry situation since those days. You've moved through booking bands and various venues. Are we in a positive upturn at this point in time, or how are we looking as far as venue operating from your end of town? Um, look, I think we're in a positive yeah. Uh, stretch to be honest. I, I mean, it's when we got into the Annandale early early two thousands, it was abysmal. I think mean, it was yeah. it was us and the, the Hope Town. Then that closed down. So, but like we, we you know we work with various venues. The inner, inner West is such a stronghold as well, yeah. and it's just getting more and more venues. So, and then you know we, we we're currently working with the Miranda Hotel to, to develop stuff down there. So, mm. both northern uh, beaches and and southern beaches have got stuff happening. The mm. Salinas is doing stuff again. So really, Salinas. Yeah, yeah it is. Mm. Like That's you know, exciting. it's there's mm. a lot of small venues kind of popping up, and I think a lot of those big operators, big pub operators are seeing the value now that you know the pokey dollar in a lot of places is plateauing it's yeah. still enormous but yeah. it is plateauing yeah. and they're looking for um, you know different interests in the hotel to make it a, a more well-rounded yeah. uh, experience for patrons and you know music I think it's 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 getting positive long and, way to go though. you know that whole sort of spin about some places obviously Nashville you know fits that category and anywhere there are big festivals uh, music cities music yes. towns this, this whole palaver about Melbourne's you know trumpeting itself oh, out of Melbourne do people actually go to cities just because they think there's 
there's like live music available? I, I look. I, I think definitely um, they do. I mean, you look at Nashville and the various places like that, and it, it's it's a hub because of that culture. Um, you know, Melbourne trumpet it. I mean, I, I really don't know their figures. I, they say it's a it's a tourist boom, but I, I believe that you know we have an opportunity to do that. I mean, mm. I, we obviously we do the King Street Crawl, and you know, there's a bit of a yes. plug there's coming yes. up again. Like, and one of the reasons we do that, and, and we work with various venues. But is that for there. locals though? Like, for example, would you or Albie or Chris have you travelled to Melbourne just to go to a live music venue? Uh, well, I have. You have. But I work in... The kind of, business. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of our business. Yeah, but yeah. I have travelled overseas to go to see music and music festivals and yes. to go to music towns yes. because I want to be involved in that. So, I, look, I think there's definitely an angle, but when you're this far down on the yeah. globe, it's yeah. it's a little bit harder for people, I think. Yeah, those in here. Iceland or, I don't know, Canada, would they fly to Melbourne just to go to a couple of well, pubs? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I've been... There's um, a lot in between. Yeah, there's uh, a lot in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was sent to Melbourne for a government order, but... Um, uh, you mentioned you mentioned Salinas. It's great to hear that's back because I've seen so many great things at Salinas. I think of uh, the likes of the Smithereens, Meatbeat Manifesto, uh, Jellyfish, and Fairly Arrow. I don't know if you guys remember Fairly, Fairly Arrow. Arrow. Fairly Arrow, yes. Fairly Arrow, who faked her own yeah. kidnapping uh, in order to advance a career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thirty hardy souls and uh, Fairly Arrow playing Christopher Cross's "Run Like the Wind." Is burned in my memory, so there'll be that's more a, of that down in Selena. That is a magic moment. Of all those acts you could have mentioned at Selena as well, like I thought maybe Nirvana, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. But geez, the Killers were there recently. Yeah, weren't they? Yeah, I met mean, yeah, James they Brown were. at Selena's. Oh wow! Backstage. Oh, wow. wow! I remember Die Pretty yeah. was there. It was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, what, a, what an amazing band. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, it's, look, it's uh, it's a long way to go, but it's 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 pointing in the right direction. Yeah, Albie. Uh, Paper today. Yes. The Telegraph, no less. Newtown's big day of celebration drew about 2,000 people more than an NRL game last year. It did. <laughs> we had more on our hill than Brookvale. Mm. Take it down. We'll have more there tomorrow than what the Shark Park did last night. That's By a, a long way. By a long way. By a long way. I can even Are almost, you listening, Cronulla? Pretty much, I can pretty much predict the crowd too, by the way. And, yeah. and okay. Stephen? Yeah. I was there. Of course you were, Chris. Because uh, he's the Forrest Gump or the, yeah, or the you know, Zelig, yeah, of the world. Mama. <laughs> says Newtown had more than 8,000 people attend last year's festivities, which is called... The Beer, Footy and Food. That's right. Beer, Footy and Food. Now, where's the music? Beer, Footy mm. and Food. Do you want... I, I should have brought it in. No, but... yeah, I'm in the title. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, uh, the Beer, Footy and Food Festival. Yes. Uh, the song the... you want or the... No, is there music in there? Oh, is there music in there? Oh, well, you know what? There is music this year. We've, we've teamed up with the Balmain and Roselle Pub Choir. Mm. They're going to come down and try to get the crowd to join them uh, in a sing-along prior to the game. I think we've got Summer Lovin' as one song and then Flame Trees at halftime. My, right. Our advice to you is keep it on the lowdown. Yes. Keep it quiet because once Gladys knows it's a festival with music, that's uh, right. Trouble yeah. oh, Well, I think our user pays police just went up about uh, you know, a triple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah though, though you do have the word festival in the title and yeah. it makes, I, I have to say, I'm naturally suspicious mm-hmm. because... Because uh, you know Gladys has her point system, yeah. and you guys seem to be in her mind low risk. Mm. Almost like, are you like the casino? Have you got some sort of special exemption going on with Gladys? We've Is got that an right? in. We've got an inmate. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. I think people are able to come with a more relaxed attitude tomorrow. Yes. Um, you've got things like uh, uh, petting zoos and jumping castles. Yeah. That sort of thing. I believe. The great innovation this year is the animals will actually be in the jumping castle. Yes. So the kids will be jumping and petting at the same time. What sort of animals? Llamas? La- well, there, there was a llama. There was a llama last year. There was a llama last year. There'll be a goat there in honour of yes. Cameron yeah. Smith. Yes. Uh, but we have, I mean, the children area is massive this year. We've gone harder. There's, there's obstacle courses, everything. It's a, it's a great... But can I tell you quite a, a funny little thing? We were talking to the police and they've been incredibly helpful, our Inner West uh, uh, police. They're, they're wonderful. Um, make sure you heard that. Uh, yeah. But um, they heard that Albo, being a jet 
Jets fan and a, and a regular Henson might be coming. And there was there was like it was suddenly a bit tur- like a bit of like tumultuous because like. He's the opposition leader. That's like, right. And suddenly it was like, oh, my goodness, do we need to get, like, terrorist kind of people mm. there? And suddenly it was just like... So uh, I'm not sure if Albo's going to be there or, or if we can, we can't advertise it. So, but, uh, yeah. you know, there Maybe was that a... was the entourage last night that you yeah. saw. Yeah. It was actually yeah. Albo getting an yeah. early seat at Henson. Wow, that's going to blow his cool, isn't it? Yeah. So I know. <laughs> yeah. we were, he was going to DJ, but, you know. Now, yeah. OK, so Albo, um, well, you're not quoted. David Ray is quoted. Very professional yes. in the papers. Very professional, sure, isn't he? Typical Dave Ray getting his name in the papers. He loves to quote. Hates a bit of publicity, that guy. As a board, we we have spent the last two years researching and developing plans to create a sustainable club model, which is now bearing fruit. I like that. Mm. So do I. Mm. Very unnewtown. But anyway, I um, don't know which fruit, but we're bearing. We're it. bearing fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Come bearing fruit, um, Albie and Newtown Jets. Yes, Matt. Yes, Chalk. Yes, supporter. Yes, time. You claim oldest team in the competition. Yes, absolutely, January eight. 1908. I do this every year, right? Yes. Yeah, I know. Tired well, old Roosters were about a month later, I think. A month? Well, well I, look, I, I, I probably have to agree there, but wasn't who was the first team? Was it the Dirty Reds Glebe or was it Annandale? I believe it was Annandale. They, Glebe claimed it was them, oh. but since Glebe feed us yeah. in the lower tiers, yeah. Glebe best claimed that it was us, yes. otherwise they may not feed us no more. <laughs> now, Albie, you can take your honourable shine off. Who do you feed? We feed... Cronulla. Oh, there you go. What am I going to say mm, about yeah, that? Yeah, I, wore jersey. Jersey. <laughs> I, I wore my Jets jersey. I wore my Jets jersey down to Cronulla, and and they, I was just warmly embraced. Like, are they really great people, the Sharks fans, Stephen? I don't know what your issue is. <laughs> I went there recently. It was the last the, the last time I went there. It was it was in Deverfield. Mm. Oh, was it? That was the last time I went there before just recently. I, I it was, was in Deverfield. I, I got very uh, nostalgic because to me it is in Deverfield because back in the old days where we saw very little rugby league on TV. When the semi-finals were on, they had a knockout competition for the first-grade teams that didn't make it, called the Endeavour Cup, mm. which ran that's on a right. Sunday and Channel Seven that's broadcast right. it. It was the only time I could see the Belmont Tigers on TV, oh, and, that, and that's why we're bigger <laughs> fans of Samurai and Shintaro. That's right. Because that's all you could get on Sunday that's afternoon. That's all you right? could get on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> now, um, what time kick off? Uh, goes to midday. Goes to midday. Midday. Uh, yeah. yeah, kick off uh, the main game. Three, three o'clock. Yep. Um, we'll go through. And six. I mean three o'clock, not Channel Nine. Three o'clock. Yeah. It is three o'clock. Three o'clock. Okay. And yeah. I would. I mean, we say this every year, but particularly this year, I would get down there early. We yeah. are expecting a bumper crowd. The interest is through the roof. Mm. We are having a climate change uh, gold mine for, for football at the moment with uh, no rain. Yeah. Um, so twenty two degrees and clear. So it's going to be a cracking day. Read it while you can, I suppose. Yeah. And the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs are playing despite that you're expecting to get a good crowd. Yes. <laughs> well, grand final replay. Yes, and it was, yes, it was a very final. controversial loss yes, to the Mighty Jets last year. So, there was, was about 10,000 people there at Leichhardt. Close, for the very grand close to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 8,900. And, and, like and young Henry's involved. As, uh, yeah, young Henry's have got on board. Yeah. Look, this year we've got 35 brewers. Um, so it's a, it's, and we've got, uh, it's, which is our biggest uh, um, yet. Uh, young Henry's uh, jumped on board as our partner as well this year. Um, we've got over 15 different food operators. We've got the Bowman Choir. We've got a lot of stuff going on. If you were the Managing director of uh, the Manly Warringah Seagulls, yes. uh, or the Black Tents, Seagulls, or, <laughs> Seagulls or, the, or the Sharks, and yes. you're looking at those numbers. What are you guys doing that those guys haven't quite got? Guys and girls haven't quite got together. Mm. Obviously. Well, I think there's a combination, yes, to be honest. Um, absolutely. It, yeah, and it's been a great partnership, you know. Um, yeah. uh, we're, we're absolutely wrapped to be able to work with the, I mean, the Music and Booze Company to work with a club with yeah. such history like the Jets is incredible. And, yeah. you know, I think 
massively, and I think we all agree on that, is that what the Henson touches and these classic ground touches is that nostalgia. And at the heart of it, I think a lot of people want to go back to that and, and still have that freedom to, mm. to be able to walk around and kick the footy and have the kids run at half-time and, and enjoy Ted that Murray history. Playing? Uh, no, well, I'd love to be <laughs> Ted Murray, wouldn't I? I mean, yeah. the great thing about it is that if you remember when Balmain, and there's, there's an article in the paper today about Laurie Nichols, the great Balmain. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. know, the, the, would have loved Robbie Farrah. Fab, he would have loved Robbie Farrah. We've got Johnny Trad. Damn. So whenever there's a try that's scored, he goes around on his penny farthing. Yeah. Yes. Now, the kids chase them. Now, that's beautiful for two reasons. Yeah. One, it ties the little buggers out. Yes. So by the time they get home, mum and dad are fine to watch whatever they want in the evening. You know, <laughs> So that's the first thing. And the Another second try, thing, please. the kids love it. And, you know, if they score 10 tries, you yeah. see that last yeah. kid on that 10th try. <laughs> I can't do it anymore, Dad. But this is it. The Newtown <laughs> Jets fighting childhood obesity. That's yeah. right. One try at a time. Johnny, 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 Johnny Trad's thighs are unbelievable. Oh. You know, well, uh, after a good season. He's yeah. super Ronnie Palmer. Yeah. It's spectacle, though, isn't it? And it it's community as well. Very much so. And it's a great arena, the fact that the old brick pit, right? That's mm. right. Uh, it's got that sort of like uh, Colosseum sort of feel about it, though, well, on a hill. Well, it was actually the um, uh, ground for the, what was the Emperor it was Games? The yeah. Emperor, it was the yeah. Velodrome yeah. of the Empire Games. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which, uh, which is a great history there, actually, about Henson. Yeah. The thing well, about what it is were they like, Sue? Sorry, Albie, huh? what were the Empire Games like? <laughs> Yeah, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was DJing with the old 78s. <laughs> and uh, look, I've got to say it again, Albie. I've got to bring it up. Are there going to be four sticks or two sticks tomorrow? Oh, geez. It's, a, it's a bit of a... I mean, we're trying, to, uh, we're trying to get some flags on those four sticks, to be honest. Um, we've got to do something about it. I mean, it's a, it's a travesty. We're, we're about inclusion. You you know, know, we're about inclusion. You know, no, we it's, are it's, not. It's out the back. Can I just say, you it. may think that, but that mob I'll, down I'll south... I'll be diplomatic. diplomatic. You just make mm. sure you've got to... But the beautiful thing about day. it is that if you don't want to have go on the hill... Yeah. You know, there's, you can still get your steak sandwich and 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 uh, mm. sausage roll tomorrow. There's no problem about that as well. So <laughs> if you want your 1970s style football, yeah, yeah. you can still come. My if you want to mix with the masses, you can still come as well. Is, you, you've all heard about the Trojan horse, of course. Somebody yes. comes dressed in as, yes. as benevolent. Part of like you know we're okay, we're good. Before you know it, I'll be right, looking out. You'll be at the yeah. door, and I'll be running. I'm the Italian. Door. I'm always paranoid, mate. <laughs> Stephen, Stephen, and I can vouch for the food of the canteen. That steak sandwich to die for. But Stephen, I think we can disassociate Matt and Albie from the following comments. But you and I would like to probably remind people who might be there tomorrow about what happened when Parramatta won the premiership in 1981. Mm-hmm. Cumberland stand. Down, Burn yeah. to the ground. That's right. Would there be any issue if the fans took matters into their own hands and took those two sets of four sticks and uh, mm. yeah, supply some local this fire? This is fire up talking here. This is fire up yes, talking. Really. I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not encouraging insurgency. I'm just <laughs> no, simply reflecting no. on what, the fact that in 1981, <laughs> the fans spoke. Yeah. And what did we get out of that? Bankwest Stadium. Yes. Mm. And, and I heard that Semi Rad Rudder might be looking to return to not just power, but Jets. rugby league. Yeah. The Jets. The Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's talk of it already. He's yeah. a one-man wrecking ball, that bloke. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like him. <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment. Fire up. New York City, I asked them, are you fired up? And they were all fired up. And I asked them, are you ready to go? And they're all ready to go.
But here's the thing. After a couple minutes, I was feeling kind of fired up. And now it's time for the latest installment of the life and times of Gus Gould. Love a fish. Yeah. Love a fish. Used to fish when I was a kid. And then um, when we moved to the Sutherland Shine there, we, we bought some little rods. We used to, I used to burly up around my jetty and uh, we have some little fish come in for the kids to catch. And then the bloke next door moved in and he was a world champion fisherman. He used to go out and get three bins full of it. I couldn't catch anything. So he became the hero in the street, so I gave wow. up fishing. <laughs> you had fish happy. He came back, he'd feed the whole street. <laughs> <laughs> he'd come back with so much fish. And my kids didn't want to go out with me. They wanted to go out with him. Yeah. I would do. Yeah, because they'd catch a fish. <laughs> Another failure of mine. Stick to footy, guys. Fishing. <laughs> and that was the latest instalment of the life and times of Gus Gould. Anyway, we're all fired up. Let's go. It leaves me chuckling. It makes me happy. It makes my weekend good, that segment. I think it's, we, what we've got to do is publish the anthology at the end of the season, Stephen, you know, yeah, and yeah. maybe uh, raise a little bit of money for the station. Yeah. I mean, we are doing a show at the Factory Theatre on October 11. 7 p.m. Tickets yeah. available at factorytheatre.com.au. Fire yeah. up Keepers of the Flame. Okay. There will be a retrospective of the life of Times and Gus Gould. And maybe the great man could could be a starter. Is this also on top of our book of shame, on top of the museum wing, the, the Hall of Shame? Well, the show is going to, over the next few uh, weeks, uh, provide some nominees yeah. and we'll take a vote from the Fire Up uh, faithful, if you like, as to yeah. who should be the first inaugural initial... Neophyte, keeper of the flame. What was that word you just used? Neophyte. Wow. Thank you. Mm, How about that, eh? Like that. You don't get that on Triple M, do you? No. I can guarantee that. Come <laughs> <laughs> chisel. Drop me in my tracks. <laughs> can I just say the mantra on that radio station apparently is clear, not clever. Uh, and can I, let's celebrate 40 years since uh, Highway to Hell was released. Wow. Yeah, 40 yeah. years. Yeah. It's a big year, 79, wasn't it? 30 years since Alice Cooper released Trash. <laughs> We've had the moon landing, uh, ACDC. 40 years since Pink Wo- Lo- Floyd's The Wall. Yeah. It keeps on coming, doesn't it? keeps on coming, no doubt about it. Now, um, 79 what, was a good year, Stephen, wasn't it? It was a great year, 79. It really year. was, yeah. yeah. God, let's, let's get nostalgic tomorrow, shall we? Henson <laughs> Park. <laughs> so, um, Chris, coaches, they're not far. Mary, he's still there. They had a meeting, he's still there. The, you know, Dean Young, still there. Defensive coach of the Dragons, who are absolutely roadkill at the moment. Oh, I think, what, I think who's, who's your former halfback? I think his job's up for review. Ben Hornby. But yes, it should be too, yes. Because there's, there's, there's lovely men, I'm sure. As we know, the, the worst thing for a coach is to receive full support of the board. Mm-hmm. That's right. The second thing, worst thing is mid-season review. Hello, mm-hmm. Garth Brennan. Mm-hmm. Now, end-of-season review for Mary. So it's third tier. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. reasonably safe, but not totally safe. You notice that Matt's keeping quiet over there. His team's just chugging along just nicely. Thank you very much. No, we're just doing what we have to do. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're faltering a little bit in the middle of the season just to keep As everyone, you should. As you should. Yeah. And we'll steam. Let Melbourne uh, take the, the, the limelight. Wait till the end and they collapse. The rabbit getting excited. I reckon, I reckon it will be a Rabbits uh, Roosters grand no. final. I mean, look, I uh, hate the Rabbits. I know you um, uh, With a passion. But yeah. I've got, I do have to admit, uh, I've never had one in, uh, in my lifetime. There's never been a Roosters and, Rabbit. And, and it, would be, it would be incredible. We, it would be incredible. We Especially felt, if we won. I mean, Albie, if you'd agree with this. First of all, Stephen and I are in agreement that it was actually a pleasure to watch the Rabbits the other weekend because there were no Burgi on the field. Mm. It was completely yeah. Burgess free. And um, they won. And they won. Second, and Ethan Lowe, we like him. But secondly, um, they're talking about consolidation, new markets, Peter Beattie, expand or die. 
You drive down Redfern right now. It's another suburb of the eastern suburbs. It's mm. four clues. It's mm. it's Rose Bay. I mean, so I think it's time you, for the well, mate, the rabbits and roosters to merge, well, Matt. Well, Come on. With all due respect, I mean, like they've been stealing our our youth for so many <laughs> years. Uh, it's about time we started reclaiming some well, of these suburbs. You know, I, you know, as I live in the South Sydney area, I can say that is definitely not the truth. <laughs> can I just say Teddy Tedesco? You can say Teddy Tedesco. Yeah. But then again, I look at my team and I think, why, why can't we just have our own team? Why do, we don't need Corey Norman or Ben Hunt or, or you know, every other bugger that comes from We didn't have Ben Hunt last week. <laughs> no. Neither the rest. Let's go back to the old rules, shall we? they got to come from your it was, region. It, you had a, oh, it was please, a 70, please don't go back. It was a, yeah, that's right. It was a 70-port rule. The roosters are gone. It's only 70 ports. <laughs> Rocket Rod Reddy, he put the oh, other rocket yeah. of everybody this week, didn't he, he? Didn't he? What did he say, Chris? Well, it's my boy Robbie Farrow's 300th game, Stephen, uh, up at... Uh, it's actually Mark Hughes Foundation Stadium for Benny's for Brain Cancer Round to, yes. tonight rather Great. than McDonald Jones yeah, yeah. Stadium. And, and doesn't Fatty look good in a beanie? Yeah, he's... Huh? Well, Wade Graham uh, was wearing a beanie last night along with, uh, you know, the likes of ScoMo, Marape and Greenberg. And he actually makes a beanie look good because generally the average rugby league face uh, with the hair taken away can be quite a challenging... Quite confronting. <laughs> challenging proposition. But uh, Robbie's 300th is away, so it'll be uh, next Thursday at Leichhardt when we take on the Cowboys. I'll be there to celebrate Does that count considering that he left and came back? It's his NRL games. Uh, NRL, so, just regardless and, of what colours he's wearing. And for yeah. once in my life, I'm yeah. actually grateful to South Sydney yeah. for throwing Robbie a lifeline yeah. after the evil forces of Jason Taylor and yeah. Rod Reddy yeah. came in and confined him to a reserve grade. They, they call your team a pretty bloody average team. <laughs> well, this, this was simply because Robbie was asked, what have you got to say to Jason Taylor? And he said, essentially nothing except I see that you're coaching Norths, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was rather rapt that in, the, in your uh, fire-up introduction today that you had Adelaide Rams and of course, Rocket Reddy was the coach of Adelaide Rams. Exactly. He did exactly. make some disparaging comments about Robbie. Uh, Rocket's never held back in his life. I mean, you know, as you well know, in 1977, in the replay, he destroyed Ray Price, and that was out of revenge. And uh, he's he's never backwards in coming forward. So if no. there's an opinion, you can yeah. go to Rocket. Okay. Well, he said we've got four or five NRL NRL class players. Only mm, just uh, Robbie's not one of them. Yeah. Where, where is St George Illawarra on the yeah. table against him? Yeah. yeah, well, look at the look at the scoreboard. Is that what you're saying? That old chestnut. <laughs> uh, but he, he did say that Robbie. And I want to put it to you guys in the order of uh, or the status level of high to low calibre footy players. He called him selfish. Now, where does oh. that fit with dog and cat and grub and germ and you know virus, virus, etc.? Where does selfish fit in? Ah. Oh. It's rugby league. fits in everywhere. Everywhere. It's pretty much be... at, at board level. Uh, it, it sits. Most, yeah. most board level, uh, I think, across that would we call a lot of... Uh, let's, uh, Dennis Fitzgerald? Yeah. Mm. Selfish. Uh, selfish. Selfish. The yeah, Parramatta yeah. board? Selfish. Yeah. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't call uh, Polite a selfish, would you? No, no, he's, no, a, no, he's no. a god. He's a god. Yeah. We'd call him god. Demigod? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Demigod, yeah. So the only thing holding Mark Coyne back... Mm. Is, is not this Singapore business, it's the fact that he's not selfish. Not selfish. Yeah. I, I would say that Teddy Tedesco is selfish. For he good, went for the Premiership gold. For good reason. Well... Come on, we've had this debate. Yeah, you know, and uh, who would begrudge him? And, and i got to say, I love the kid, as you know, and uh, my community service order had me out at the old girl, the SCG, to see them take on the Knights, and it's a really, really tough punish sitting with those Rooster supporters, except for the fact that I get to see Teddy Zdesko play his trade. 
and just feel like we're all a small part of it, Stephen. Because oh, he was on geez. this show. He was on this show once. Get the French horns out and everything. <laughs> he, is a, he is on fire. He he, is on he, no, seriously, he yeah. is. Yeah. Here's, here's something that I've just coined. He's yeah. the best player in the world right yeah. now. And he is a tr- pure delight, Matt. Mm. You must be so thrilled to have him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> was it Menzies or someone said it? And I just saw her walk by. That's you know? right. <laughs> Teddy Tedesco is the queen. That's right. But, I mean, but with the fullbacks at the moment, Tedesco and all the plethora. It takes you back to the wow. 1970s. There's that many great fullbacks. Yeah. We're in that We're in that yeah, little bracket yeah, at the yeah. moment. Travojevic. Travojevic. Mm, Brian Johnson. Yeah. Gary Jack came in that back end, came in earlier. I mean, Phil Mann. Phil Mann. Phil Mann. Great yeah, yeah. fullback, wasn't he? Now, uh, he was the only one that sort of gave it to somebody this week. Max Krillick. Manly <laughs> legend, they call him. Voice of reason. Right, voice of reason. Um, he said what we're all thinking, right? Yeah. All of us have been thinking for years. He goes, okay, he attacks Cameron Smith, right? And he caused him a disgrace. I love that, a disgrace. Gave him an incredible serve. Claiming the Melbourne skipper is allowed to get away with too much with the game's referees. No way. Surely not. Now, Coming from Max, that's a bit rich. No, no, let's, let's not talk about Max. Let's just focus on Cameron Smith, please. All right, just for the moment. The GOAT, right? The GOAT himself. Former octopus, current goat. For, yeah, we, we've been looking to try and test his DNA to find out what he really is. Is he of this planet or not? What sort of creature is he? Right? This is interesting. You know, full credit to the likes of Jimmy Graham and uh, many of the Parramatta greats who are donating their brains for research and spinal cords of the CTE phenomenon. Cameron, you're saying? Cameron is dividing his DNA. Fire up calls on Cameron. But unusually to the Australian Institute of Marine Biology. Well, Chris, interestingly enough, I watched Blade Runner last night. Just Did you now, Stephen? Because of Rutger mm. Howe's all the news mm. and God we love Rutger, the oh, hitcher, etc. Mm. And there's a scene where he picks up in the bathtub a little, what looks like a fingernail, but it turns out to be a snake scale, but a fake snake scale, not even a real snake. We're getting to that territory with Cameron, aren't we? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, people are just trying to randomly get little bits of samples to, to be able to take them away and test them, and he won't allow it. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, we've talked about the many, well, I suppose, contributions to rugby league, the memorials, the end-of-year um, celebrations. The uh, civil service dinner he had on his own behalf dinner. two weeks ago. But Max says Cameron comes in as a third tackler. Who is it? Thiday, wasn't it? Third, third, yeah, third, yeah. Third. high marsh, flop um, artist. And then the last man up, he slows it to perfection. He's the master because we know, facts say, uh, from tackle to get up and play, it used to be about four seconds. Now it's about eight with Cameron. Mm. And he gets away with it every week. He, he does. certainly does. Yeah, now. Well, it wasn't only time this like, I mean, I remember your story. Was it this time last year you were at Shark Park? No, I wasn't. Where he got for, marched? For once I wasn't. What? But, but the, the people, the stories of the legion of people who were there, <sighs> that, you know, as he was being sinned in, uh, the big leagues were being turned up and it was like confetti and there, there was actually uh, sailors in the stands kissing <laughs> people. Uh, there was a man with a hat and he was actually twirling down uh, the, yes. the Kingsway yes. towards right. Cronulla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kicking his feet up. Yeah, and, and, and it was all on a city reel. Yeah. It was an amazing, amazing well, time in rugby league. I believe that in a minute we've got some words from Cameron. We do, before, we do. Before we get there, uh, Matt, thank you very much for coming in. Always a pleasure. Tomorrow, uh, music... No, not music. What? Footy, music. There'll be some music. Food. Food. And quiet. And a little bit of music. Culture. Culture. Culture and community. That's what it's all about. Uh, Albert, you'll be there. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll be there too, I think. I've got to run Get around. Early. I'm going to be there. Yeah, there I'll, I'll, okay. cer- I'll certainly be there. You'll be there. Um, yeah, you mentioned Rucker Howe, by the way. Was his greatest work his work in that uh, Kylie Minogue film clip, or has he done something more significant? That's right, because he was in Sydney in '85 or '6, I think. Was that for Kylie? Was it? You're yeah. not getting confused with Dolph Lundgren by any chance? No, who well, was, he was stu- the Jamison Street bouncer, wasn't he? he, he, well, he was, Dolph was yeah. studying engineering at uh, Sydney University and dating Grace Jones. That's a full dance card. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Right, uh, that's it. Well, thanks, guys, for coming in. Enjoy tomorrow. We'll see you you there. We hope that our community here at FBI get down there as well tomorrow.
And but, uh, but we're hearing from Cameron, aren't we? We're hearing some words from Cameron, Cameron Smith. Smith. Yeah. This is the audio of Cameron Smith. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watch sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. I've seen premierships stripped for the most minor of infractions. I've been sent to the sin bin by the Chechen android. I bent time by lengthening the play the ball in ways no human could possibly comprehend. All those moments will be lost in time, like tears in rain, time to die. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snotting round of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab, 